I don't think anybody's done this yet, but like, what if somebody did a podcast where they're just they're talking about something really boring, like involved. basket weaving or something? Yeah. But the guys that host the show, no matter where they are or what they're doing, they're just powering through it. Like somebody could be in skydiving the <laughs> in the middle of a war, or you know, all of a. Literally in no man's land in a trench in World War One, or Chuck E. Cheese when it's very busy. It's the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. But I was thinking, like, if you're skydiving and like the other guys, like, you know, in the bathroom, or he's maybe he's doing some chores, like painting a house or something, and he's just, like, <laughs> I, I think I would enjoy something like that. But there you go. There you go. There. And it can be, they can be talking you're, about something completely off the wall, you're, like you're, you're insane. Let's talk about history. Let's talk about Prince Edward. <laughs> well, I take a here on this Which, toilet. Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So now. Oh, so, yes. So, oh, leave it to me to oh. be responsible. There I am. I had to, I hit a wrong button. I was trying to do something else. I was trying to do this. Oh, yes. It was like lightning. So Everybody was fighting. Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson. And I actually looked up how to pronounce her name. Tandyway. She changed her name to Tandyway Newton. Now, which one is Tandyway Newton? Is that the... the Hugh Jackman's assistant in this movie. Right. She was cool. Yeah. So Nick... You know, the, three, the three leads I loved. Would you call Nick Bannister a, a private investigator? I don't know if that's if that's what I, I would call him. I, I <laughs> but accidental, maybe? Yeah. Here, get, get back to us on the screen here. But I wanted to tell you people what this was about. It's about some okay. guy that well, tries right. to figure out the past of these clients that he shows their past to because they're, they're lonely and sad and they want to watch their memories when they have brains where they can just remember their memories. But anyway, uh, this girl that he likes, um, something happens and he tries to figure out what happened to her. I'm trying to be vague. And, and vague <laughs> is about the best that you're doing. Well, that's so, pretty much how you would describe me. Well, here's Mick Strawn. He tells a lot of interesting stories on Dream Warrior Review, but here's Kurt. He's kind of vague, but he, we hey. like him. <laughs> He's got a nice voice, but, you know. Oh, you, oh, you know what? I, I was just going to bring this just out of the blue. So I was working in uh, uh, Toronto, and, and they made me the bookseller. Um, <laughs> and they made me the narrator in the film because they said I had an unusual voice. Ah, well, that's cool. Which is, I don't know. Do, do, do we I can't afford to use the guy that does Mickey Mouse's voice, so Mick Strong is <laughs> so, yeah, our second so, choice. Yeah, Mick to do it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so reminiscing. Um, Reminiscence, yep. There was something about this movie that was the most medium movie I've ever seen. It was like right, I was just right in between loving it and hating it and loving it and hating it all the way long. See, I, I hate it when we agree, like right off the bat, because I'm like, oh, this is going to be a, <laughs> this be a boring gonna episode. Say exactly the same thing. Through the whole thing, all the way along. I mean, I was just kind of like, just, it's like, it's as Paula put it, because she watched it with me, and Paula goes, you know, it's funny. It's, it's like I keep wanting to turn this off. And I just <laughs> well, part of it's the narration by Hugh Jackman. It was a little bit flat. Like it wasn't like your old forties. Like you know, I found this girl and I was gonna look at what she wanted. Like it was more inflection. You know, he was just kind of like, I wanted to find out what happened to her. There's just something about it that was just not 
not thrilling, you know? It was an attempt to do a detective movie. It was a cool setting and a really cool, cool idea. It, it, I thought that it looked really interesting, but the the writing of it. Yeah. Did you feel like it kind of grinded to a halt like halfway? It just kind of went. Uh. Yeah, like halfway. Well, you, you know, what? here's the thing. It could have been a modern film noir, right? Yeah. But the oh, writing, yeah. the writing was not up to a style. The writing didn't have a. Sorry, Lisa. It didn't have a, a hook of a style to it that that really that really made you think that uh, that it was a film noir classic. You know, I, the classic, and I got to say this: um, uh, what was the Ridley Scott film in the eighties? Blade Runner, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Blade yeah. Runner was like a version of a new film noir. Well, I think this, they were right? trying to do that with this. And I think that they were trying to do that with this, but it 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 didn't have cadence. You know, Blade Runner had a cadence. Well, you had Harrison Ford, and his voice is amazing. Well, <laughs> it's yeah, like, you see what I'm saying? It's like yeah, he carried but, it a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, you know but Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies, so I can't really say anything bad about yeah, there it. Just, there just wasn't that, that cadence to it you know it's it's like you wanted it you wanted it to be written by david mamet or something so that everything that they said was you know yeah well i wonder this was written and directed by the same person by lisa uh joy I, yes so i'm wondering you know if, if she wrote it maybe if somebody else directed it and kind what of is, what have i said about that <laughs> i said the thing is is it it has a tendency to uh to to not see its own weaknesses yeah. And that's that's the thing is there wasn't anything. It 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 had a classic look, you know, and and they could have gone more with a dialogue blah, style blah, 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 that blah, went blah, with that blah, classic blah, blah, look. Blah, 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 and every blah. once in a while, they kind of did a little hint of it, blah, blah. but overall, it was kind of scattered. Blah blah. Totally. Blah blah. Sir, sir, I did like, like how they did the the reminiscing. <laughs> I kind of like that machine they're using. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of like the way that, that you faded in and out of it every once in a while without even knowing that you were there. Right. You know, all of a sudden you, all of a sudden you were back in the reality of it and you went, Oh yeah, I was in that. Yeah, but you're totally right. I feel like if, if this was a table read, I would have gotten the same out of it. If I was just sitting there listening to people read it. Okay. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> eh, 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 eh. but yeah. it, it's interesting. Cause the, the girl that uh, Hugh Jackman was in, um, the greatest showman with right the other actress uh rebecca ferguson right i think this was actually her real voice which i don't think they used her real voice in the greatest showman but but i thought that was interesting that they would use her i think that she was i think that she was the standout for it that the, the two women obviously did a did a better better job than hugh jackman hugh jackman yeah. I have to say that hugh jackman is kind of the one that let me down on this is he didn't have a he yeah. didn't have a particular presence. Well, it's know? like, okay, if you're talking about Blade Runner, Harrison Ford carried it like a balloon. Right. <laughs> well, right. Hugh Jackman oh, was kind I, of an anchor dragging the thing along. This wasn't, this was more anchored by his assistant than it was. No, oh, absolutely. Anybody. She, ca she ca Yeah, she definitely gave a lot more to it, I think. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, is, that doesn't work. You know, that's a wonderful thing and all that, but but it doesn't work for the story because yeah. she's kind of out of the way when the most important elements of the story happen, you know? Well, plus it was a lot of, well, 
the writer directed it, so there's a lot of exposition. I thought more than you, than you oh, need. Oh yeah, ever. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there were times there when I, when you were backtracking, you're gonna go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, we got that. Yeah, come on. And then it's Hugh Jackman. We only had limited action scenes. I'm like, I want to see like, you know, Wolverine yeah, <laughs> beat somebody yeah. up. Whoa, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought it was decent. That's kind of what word I would use to describe this. Um, I don't know if I have a lot to say about it because I thought it was. Yeah. yeah was it mind blowing? No, no, you're absolutely right. There is there is not as much to say about it because. Um, because it wasn't said in the right voice. It wasn't said in the right tone. Right. But I did kind of come back toward the end uh, into the action a little bit when Hugh Jackman learned some stuff about stuff because right, um, right. he was looking into stuff. Right? The end of it, yes. the, the, the last 15, 20 minutes uh, when the story stopped going in, in stupid circles, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because it'd be going in circles. No, it had. It'd be going in circles. Yeah, absolutely. Back to the same character. It was like that dream, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, where they kept repeating the earth. Exactly. It was like, da 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 How are we ever going to get out of this loop? Oh, I got an idea. <laughs> exactly. It was like, da 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 How are we ever going to get out of this loop? Oh, I got an idea. <laughs> exactly. It was like, da 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 How are we ever going to get out of this loop? Oh, I got an idea. <laughs> Keep on going around. It's it's exactly. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, it's like all of a sudden you're moving forward again. You know? Yeah. Well, I also like how they the people that were living above the water were using sprinklers. <laughs> I was like, that's, I like that little touch. That was kind of a nice little touch yeah, there. The, but... the fountain. <laughs> yeah. And 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 really, honest to God, there's a part where the guy walks down the middle of the fountain. You know, yeah. and you're like, you're like, you know, was that really a hundred percent? Even Paula, both of us turned. <laughs> is this a hundred percent necessary? Because he wants to be dry for once in his life, right? <laughs> you know, the thing is, you're up above ground. You're in the dry area, and you walk through the sprinklers. You know, I mean, that's not smart. Uh, yeah. It's not my. It, it wasn't my favorite for tone. I, 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 I think. That they could have gone, you know, this would have been better if they had gone the other way with the tone, you know, just almost too far with it would have been, you know, so anyway, you've gone and walked yeah, exactly. like thinking, wow, you know, I haven't seen a dame like that in a couple of weeks since I was down at the strip club on the corner. This woman was really <laughs> a woman. You know, that's we could have done with that kind of thing. You know, it, it would have worked in this case because you're you're all kinds of hyperbole anyway. You know, with the first four, absolutely everything underwater, you know, it was a. Or they could have gotten like an Ian McClellan kind of guy to narrate it and be telling a story about some young lad back in the day. And it ends up being him or something, you know, or something like yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? Like something, something. Somebody who has a really good voice, theatrical kind of presentation. What light through yonder window breaks? Juliet is the east and I am the sun. Exactly. I mean, it, it needed exaggeration at that point. It needed, it, 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 you know, it, it it's not like it wasn't already exaggerated as hell anyway, you know? Right. <laughs> anyway, that's, that that but and and the problem is is it's more than a quibble for it you know it it needed that to match this kind of amazing overall look that the thing had. yeah no actually the whole thing was pretty well done i mean i don't have any complaints as far as production value or anything oh, like yeah, that no not at all no, i mean obviously I, I mean it's a big budget film but <laughs> and, and, and you know the, the thing is is 
I just it just it needed a film noir um, voiceover for when he picks up the the earring and, and, and for, because you knew that the earrings were going to be a major factor and carry you all the way through, right? Yeah. You, know, you needed a film on show. She dropped her earrings. I'm looking at them going, you know, these pieces of jade are going to be, <laughs> be around for three hours. You know, that's just needed, just had that, that feeling to it. Right. right. <laughs> but it wasn't there. You know, the voice part wasn't there. Right. Like a uh, dead men don't die. Right. You know, I, I want, I did want to tell you a little funny story because just, just, just to tell you how connected I am. In, in ways that, uh, you, you know, playing Kevin Bacon for me, is, it's not really a game. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> Kevin Bacon game, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So I've got one to this film. It's story time with Mick. It's story time with Mick. Mick's drawn is the best. He is gonna blow your mind. Story time with Mick. Story time with Mick. Is it was done uh, by Michael? Um, oh, what is his name? Michael. Right on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, uh, his his production company uh, did this, and uh, his very first job was as a writer for Newline Cinema, and uh, he came down when we were doing uh, Tales from the Dark Side, and um, he was this little kid. I mean, literally, uh, little little kid from New York, right? His little slight guy that that came always came to work in this meticulous suit and tie and like you could see him walk across the stage and people would move around him like a like 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 he was a, a pariah like uh you know like like he like like he had plague forehead right he just like, like a leper. away from him, and and he kept landing in my offices, right in the very back of the building, you know. And it's like the third day that he come in, he's sitting in in my offices, and of course, like things are going around like this, and he and he never seemed to catch up to that. So you knew that someday he was going to be involved in production, because. <laughs> Because he he would sit still and and everything would crash around him and, and move away from him, you know. It's it, 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 to not be involved is to be part of a producer, right? Right. Yeah. And um, he sit there and he go, you know, man, it's really weird. I I I just I just don't feel like I'm fitting in here. <laughs> and I go, well, you know, it's, I don't know how you. How could you possibly feel like that? You, you, you look like an accountant. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you look like an accountant on the Chicago set of Candyman. See what I did right there was uh, a, a, yes. a reference to another. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He really did. I mean, I was like, I was like, dude, you know, like loosen up, go, go somewhere and get yourself a, a 
yeah, t-shirt t-shirt and jeans and and get out of this like whatever this is this monkey this monkey suit with the, the tie and everything you know well and i so, think you dressed for what you want to be so he was dressed to be a producer yeah, right right he, <laughs> maybe you thought the draw writers actually look like that you know and and you know if you really want to dress to what you want to be and and at the time i know he wanted to be a writer you know you, you would uh you would come in, in you know uh stained sweats <laughs> and a backwards baseball cap, you know, I mean, that, that, that would, that would have been dressing for, you know, what you want to be when you grow up. But um, so the next day he came in and he was like, you know, just t-shirt and, and, and jeans and stuff like that. And he came back and he says, this is so much better. <laughs> it was like, man, dude, I thought you were a writer. You, do you, do you like not see, you know, you in relationship to this? I yeah. Mean, you're supposed to observe people there's a song about it and we all know it it's like one of these things is not like the other one of these things is just not the same right you know i mean come on dude what what did you like like miss every every sesame street that you know everybody else got you know we all got that memo right yeah my kids even got that memo see yeah right exactly (laughs) generations like hello sorry so anyway uh, did i did we rate this i don't think i did did we rape it no did we rate uh reminiscence i'm trying to oh, think rate. Of, uh... oh rate oh rate oh actually um yeah you know i this is i am not gonna remember that any of this happened tomorrow so uh, i'm looking at kind of a 1.8 or two yeah i i don't i don't see this as being above a two um I, you know, maybe I'll give it a 2.3 just because it did look good. And I, and I, and I, I like, I like the people in it. I just thought that they're better and that they are all better than this, that they, they, the writing could have been better. And I think that the delivery of a given style, I mean, yeah, it's really, it's really kind of awkward and weird. The fact that, you, you know the actors didn't bother to give it a style it's kind of strange because you know our department did you know it looks it's a great looking film it's just well i thought most of the actors except for rebecca ferguson were playing it like a marvel film yeah 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 kind of yeah yeah uh no so watch the movie behind me uh, basil rathbone is sherlock holmes yeah no no but but there's a sense of stuff there's yeah. There's, you know, ver- verbal style out the nose there. You know, everybody uh, in, in those films, they all had a very specific, you know, they, they would they they went in, you know, to create that little world. The, the strange thing about this is our direction went in and created, and special effects created a great world, yeah. and nobody decided to move in. Right. It was very limited how much you saw the the flooded world or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and, and just the, these guys, these guys just needed to make it live, you know. I think Lisa should have had somebody else direct it. Yeah, um, I'm not sure who. But. I have talked about this before. Uh, you, you know, it, it is very hard to be the the triple threat the uh, you know the producer, the the director, and the and, and the writer. Um, because boy, you just duplicate. That's the same re- reason that you don't marry your sister 
you know, and and you don't refer to mommy, daddy, uh, to to uh, mommy, sister, and uh, daddy, brother. You know, because <laughs> you start replicating uh, your mistakes, and that's exactly what happened here. You know. Wow, that's interesting to bring it around to inbreeding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? It had to be said. You've been in Tennessee too long. (laughs) There may be something to that. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time that this one went away, too. Yeah. I think we both know when the show should end. 